commence primary ignition. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to yet another X-Wing podcast. I'm your host, Pete Lambro, joined this week and every week by Chris Daniel. Chris, how you doing, bud? I'm on fire, man. On fire. Yeah? Yes. On fire. You're, you're on a winning hot streak? Have you been winning a lot of X-Wing games? I've been losing, but I've been on fire from losing, so that's the same thing, right? Right? Because literally so. your ships are on fire about to explode. Yeah, you're yes. crashing to the Coruscant surface, <laughs> flying half a ship. It's like and a that permanent... voice you hear is our special guest this week. It's a Chris Crispy Patrick. Crispy, how you doing, bud? Burr, 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 burr. Uh, Let's continue razzing our Chris for sucking that expert. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, I'm doing all right. I'm uh, I've got some sort of con crud coming back from Gen Con, so it's uh, well, it's not entirely um, feels great, but uh, I, 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 I am glad to be here. Let me ask you something actually about Gen Con this year because you know, best, did was there a mask requirement at Gen Con this year? There was no. last year, right? Uh, there was let, no let, mask requirement on any level that I saw. Uh, the con itself did mm-hmm. not ask for anything, and no event that I went to asked for anything. Uh, last year, I believe the con was enforcing it, right? Because last year I was there, and I remember basically everybody wore a mask the whole weekend. Yes, and you um, needed a uh, uh, va- like proof of vaccination as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, interesting. And that was that gone too for Gen Con this year? That, that was also gone. <clears throat> yeah, I think an interesting side effect of the mask requirement is people got less colds at cons too. So maybe that's not the worst thing in the world. Like COVID, COVID aside, it's nice to not get con crud. Yeah, it turns out when you have like a whole bunch of health mandates to reduce um, a pandemic, you also coincidentally happen to reduce a lot of other diseases at the same time. Yeah, simultaneously. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> well, I hope you I hope you are feeling better soon. Uh, what's your cold medication of choice? Like your cold symptom medicine of choice? Uh, Tylenol and Nyquil. I'm, I'm going to leave cold and sinus man myself. Uh, really, really clears me up every time I'm stuffy. Oh man, oh man, we we got exciting stuff. We're gonna do our Star Wars question of the week first, but then we're also gonna get into Gen Con recap. Where a little spoiler alert, Crispy, you did quite well for yourself, so stay tuned for that. But first, Chris, you have our Star Wars question of the week, right? Let me. Yes. Hear. All right, here we go, guys. <laughs> and by the way, listeners, feel free to email us your answers to this Star Wars question. Pete loves getting emails. So the question I do, I do is, love an electronic M. Hang on. Tell him the email address, Chris. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'll let you tell him because you're smart. It's yet another X-Wing pod at gmail.com. Send us, send us your emails. Yes. So anyway. question of the week is in <laughs> Star Wars Episode 9. Rise of the Skywalker. How did Palpatine die? Wrong. I mean, no, no, no. How did Palpatine live again? Wrong answers only. Ah, so in what hypothetical scenario did Palpatine survive? Yes, yes. And it has to be a wrong answer. Gotcha. Got it. Alrighty. 
So, <laughs> Palpatine, episode six. Okay. Yes, it's it's yeah. a rehash. It's a rehash. Yeah, yeah. no. Yes, I'm, to, I'm to, setting the scene. Set the scene. Oh, you set the scene. So, Return, to I'm, I'm, Return of the Jedi. Return of the Jedi. Emperor. The Emperor is trying to turn Luke Skywalker. Trying and to turn him. He, and he's and Luke is fighting Darth Vader. He knocks him down. And he goes, "No, I'm not going to kill him." The Emperor shoots that Force lightning out of nowhere. Mm. Luke mm. didn't even know that was a choice. He was like, "Whoa, the Force can do this. This is crazy. I've just been pushing stuff from far, lifting up rocks." He's like, "I should be doing more lightning." And right. He thinks this as he's getting electrocuted. <laughs> Darth Vader, change of heart, says, "Whoa, lightning seems scary when you're a machine, man." So he picks up Palpatine and chucks his ass over the bridge down into the reactor core of the Death Star. They escape. Palpatine is like burning up in there. And then uh, Wedge and Lando fly in and blow up the core and explode the Death Star too. And just as that moment, a rip in the space-time continuum happens. And it's not, not only does Palpatine find himself in the Star Trek universe, he finds himself in the Star Trek mirror universe with the more aggressive Federation. Ooh. Yeah, where they find they like suddenly this guy burned up, split in half, frogman shows up and they're like, Whoa! They heal him up. He feeds them total bullshit about his world and the Federation. And with standard Star Trek space-time magic, they get him back to his universe, but 30 years have passed. So he just comes right back. And he lo- he looks all messed up when we finally see him in Rise of Skywalker because uh, he hasn't been eating right mm-hmm. uh, while he's been with the uh, the Enterprise Mirror Universe crew. That's what happened. Guaranteed. Book it. J.J. Abrams has a movie coming out. In fact, J.J. Abrams synergy because of Star Trek and Star Wars done. Bam. Wham, bam. Thank you, lamb, bro. Crispy, you got an answer? See, see, that, see, Sam, that sounds plausible. All right. <laughs> until, until you think about it this way, all right? The Death Star blows up and explodes, and the pieces are sent out, going at light speed all across the galaxy. Palpatine is attached to one of these pieces, right? Like uh, like in the movie Titanic. He, he's just gripping onto this piece as it's going through light speed. And then just suddenly... on, like, just white knuckle. Exactly. Um, and then the Purgles show up. They, they, they notice this man going at light speed, and, and, and Palpatine is going alongside some of these Purgles. And he makes a fork. Wait, 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 what's a Purgle? The, it's the, 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 the light speed. Are those the, the light speed like manta rays from Clone Wars or Rebels or whatever? Yeah, from Rebels. Yeah. The ones yeah, okay, that Ezra right. uses yeah. to defeat Thrawn. Yes. So mm-hmm. he makes a force connection with the Purgles. And the Purgles rescue him from the explosion, from his his little, you know, drifting space metal. And then he lives among the Purgles for 30 years, learning how to navigate space by himself without needing a ship. And that's mm-hmm. how he's able to make it to Exegol. He just flies there himself. Damn, that's good. Mm-hmm. That's good. But both of you... He learns both. to fly from the Purgles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, we're both wrong, Chris. What? How oh no, no, no! Uh, I was going to say both your explanations are better than mine, but oh. I'll get—I'll give it a shot. Episode three, we go way back now to prequels, right? Uh, episode three, you have um, what is it? You have Sidious, 
who just like cut off uh he just uh, blasted mace out the window he makes his little yep. speech they hunt some jedis little did we know that he was actually speaking with jar jar binks <gasps> to be his undercover Ooh. agent and learn the force okay, okay and as he's teaching him the evil sides of the force the dark side he trips falls falls down the stairs bumps his head he's incapacitated for a while and he's like hey jar jar my man jar call you jay jizzy i'm gonna teach you the stuff to handle it and act like me till uh, until i could recover till i could come back hence obviously he has been the emperor jar jar emperor binks the whole time in the original trilogy, he was actually Jar Jar Binks. So Jar Jar Binks tried to kill Luke. So Jar Jar is the one who died. Yes. Not wow. Palpatine. Exactly. And then finally Palpatine recovers after 700 million years from his concussion or whatever. And that's how he's returned. Chris, I have one problem with this. Yes. I, I'm sure there's Actually, many. I have two problems. Okay. Problem, problem number one. You've had a week to think about this, or more. <laughs> Crispy and I have had four seconds. <laughs> problem, problem number two. You introduced this as we're talking episode nine, and you called it Rise of the Skywalker, which is the most New York, hey, oh, we got the Rise of the Skywalker over here. It's the Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm rising hey. over here. <laughs> anyway, um, well, that was fun, Chris. Let's talk. Let's talk serious business, Christopher. You and I both, uh, Chris. Uh, you and I both played in a store championship this weekend, um, where neither of us were the winners. Congratulations to your friend of the podcast, Matthew Kreiner, for winning at the Red Seal Gaming Star Championship. Bravo to you! Turns out Han Solo is good. I guess. But importantly, Crispy, you were out in the middle of the West, in the Midwest, at the uh, at Gen Con's World Open Qualifier, and you came. Spoilers! Here's the spoiler: you came fourth place overall, right? You you were made top four, rather. Uh, I made top four. I was third in Swiss at the end of the day. At the at the end sure, of the Swiss rounds, I was third. Okay, yeah, that's nice though. Yeah, you yeah. ended up doing so. The way, the structure of this tournament, in case anybody. <clears throat> didn't know or missed that episode. Well, so there were three days of Swiss allotted to them by Gen Con. They said, like, you can have this space for three days, right? So uh, they had about 80 players total, maybe a little more, I think, maybe a little less. I don't actually remember the exact number. But it shook out to three days of Swiss where you played five rounds, right? Correct. Mm -hmm. And then at the end of those five rounds, anyone who had earned 11 tournament points uh, could move on, or sorry, event points could move on to the the second day, which was Sunday, right? So you could play Thursday, Friday, Saturday, earn your points, and then move on. Uh, a, a win was three points, a draw was one point, and a loss was zero points. So you could you could go four and one and make it in. Um, you could go three wins and two draws and make it into that day two. And then what was going to happen after that was you could, on day two, SOS and like mission point totals were wiped right, for tiebreakers, but your event points stayed. So then you would play two rounds of Swiss, and then the top four from those two rounds of Swiss would play 
uh, a top four cut. So if you if you went five and zero oh on day one, you were really sitting pretty to earn your way into uh, into that top four, assuming you won in those other two rounds of Swiss. Right? How did you end your day one, Crispy? Uh, so I ended my day one four and one. Uh, I did okay. the I did the submarine. I lost my Very first nice. round. I lost my first round, and then I won four straight. Nice. You love yep. to see it. I love to see it. I love it for you. I'm very happy for you. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, who did you who'd you lose to? Well, actually, you know what? Let's start with what you flew. First order, man, through and through. Why don't you, uh, Chris, you want to read his list, or you want to read your own list, Crispy? Read his uh, own. He remembers this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so if, if do, you do I think he remembers his own list? Yes, I do. Yes. Uh, <laughs> if you go on Roll Better, uh, you will see that this list is named the Fun Police. Um, and I do it, see that. Yes, it it really is that. Um, in in most senses of uh, of of the sense of the Fun Police. Um, so I was flying um, a four ship first order ace list. Uh, including Major Von Reg in the BA with Marksmanship, Lone Wolf, uh, DPC, and Magpulse. DPC, the Deuterium Power Cells. I had Hollow Deuteronomy in the BA. Power Cells, we call them. Deuteronomy, sure. No, I'm just Hollow kidding. in the BA with uh, Protrition, uh, DPC, and Magpulse again. Uh, Kylo mm-hmm. Ren in the Whisper uh, with Brilliant Evasion, brilliant Malice, Predator, Pattern Analyzer, and uh, the Config. Then I had Wrath in the Whisper with Predator, Marksmanship, Ion Cannon, Pattern Analyzer, and the Config as well. So two BAs, two Whispers, 18 total health in a dream, and a lot of um, control tactics that uh, most opponents were not set to handle. So something that jumps out to me right away that I, I want to I point out and I want to talk to you about is so like in, in the First Order faction specifically, we hear a lot about and we see a lot of the three-point tie FOs. And you have zero of them, right? No right. Malaris, a staple FO piece. No Malaris, no Scorch and DT. Staple FO pieces, like common. Everybody who goes to the FO is like, let me build that list. They go, oh, my God, Malaris with whatever. And DT and Scorch, these are great, right? And that's like you start with those nine points and then you fill out the rest. But you completely push those aside. Why is that? What? What pointed you towards this stuff versus that stuff? Um, so just sort of looking out at um, a lot of what's going on in the meta right now is specifically there are two sort of monsters that have taken over everything. You have the Han Luke or Han Fen lists. Han Solo. Or whatever, whatever good rebel efficient pieces you want to put in a list. And then yep. you also have the triple arcs that are running around with whatever help that they want. Right. And from what I saw particularly is that Malaris and any of the ties. So first off, uh, Scorch and DT uh, got initiative sniped in 90% of games that I flew them in. Mm. Okay. Um, so it reason was just not to bring them. Correct. Um, I just, if I fly them, they're going to get shot at by Han, followed by Luke with potentially a Fen Rao or another I-5 in there. Uh, or... You know they're gonna get shot at by Annie, or they're gonna get proton torped, or or it's like it's like the very most I can hope for one shot. Um, yeah, okay. and that's not really one of what I want out of three point piece. And even Malaris was like, and like Malaris is like the best, like 
three pointer and foe, right? Like we can we can agree. On For, that. Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. Um, no, I, I I I agree with the common wisdom of like start with Mallory. <clears throat> what a ship for three points. That's nuts. You know um, what I mean? Yeah, but the issue was um, specifically if I try to bring Malaris, the uh, the points are sort of weird, right? Because like inverse order, um, I believe we only have eight possible different point combinations, just because we have okay. one ship at seven, uh, and all of our other ships are five, four, and three. So if I bring Malaris, I'm essentially cutting down my possible um, list building options. Um, because a lot of the five pointers, I I think, are where uh, first order has strength. It's no longer the three pointers. I think, um, like as good as like Midnight Malaris and Gaelic and the bombers are, I think the five pointers in first order are what make them excel. Mm-hmm. And specifically, if I want to bring as many excelling pieces, I have to drop Malaris. Or and then this is something that I messed around with was bringing Kylo Silencer. And then Mal, and then two five pointers, which is which is a still a really good list. Um, the issue was I just love Kylo and the Whisper, and I think he's probably one of the most undercosted ships in the game, one of the best ships in the game right now. Um, I don't know why he got buffed this points update. He was always getting <coughs> a lot of play at six points, mm-hmm. um, and now that he's five, he is such such a buff to the first order faction. It is it's nearly a crime to go without him. All right, and let me look at your Ryan, your whisper, your Kylo whisper uh, build here, right? Yeah. So this is a little bit of a different build than we've seen previously because usually I see like an instinctive aim and a um, and a, a, like a concussion or a cluster missile on him, right? Yep. I feel like that has been pretty common. Yeah. Um, when, when I spoke to you, you you were walking me through this build, which is I think it's more fun than the normal one, concussion, advanced optics, but. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. You were like saying the pattern analyzer is there to like jump behind them, and then you could boost, jam, and then still have a potential three dice attack as well, and then malice them. Like add to that. Yeah. Um. So I, what I what I've seen a lot of is there's a couple different builds, or really there's two particular builds. Um, for Kylo, there's the instinctive optics concussion missiles, where essentially you just have them sort of sit back. Um, and he just like two straights and focuses, and then you have him shoot a concussion missile where it's double modded. You have the focus with optics and you have remaining force. So it's just a consistent three die gun. And then when you want to run away, you just focus, rotate your turret and you just continue shooting out the back, um, Mm -hmm. with focus and force. And and it's, it's very, very effective. Um, the issue with a, particularly having a four ship list is that I need to have shots every turn. Uh, mm-hmm. I cannot afford to run out of concussion missiles or run out of ships that are shooting this turn where it's like, if any of my aces need to disengage, I need to make sure that I'm continually having shots. So the way to continue and like stay on target is pattern analyzer because okay. with specifically the enhanced jamming suite, I can, whenever I do a red maneuver, I get an action. And if it's a, fo- if it's a, Focus boost or barrel roll, I can link that to a jam. Mm, okay. Um, I see you. Because of the way that the timing works is that the the linked action interrupts before I get the stress after I execute the maneuver. So mm-hmm. being able to like 5k over someone and then boost or barrel roll to line up that bullseye and then keep shooting, or to like sloop and then boost after someone 
Um, it essentially just keeps them on target all the time, and it mm-hmm. greatly increases um, the likelihood that I'm going to find a bullseye when I do those red maneuvers, and that's where the whispers do their damage, is that if they get the bullseye every shot. Um, Kyle right. and Wrath both have Predator. Both have Predator. Um, Wrath has marksmanship, Kyle has uh, Malice. So as long as they're lining up the bullseye, they're getting mods, and then every string of hits is ending with a crit. Um, mm-hmm. It is very, very consistent. Um, and especially going up against like Arcs or Han, being able to have consistent bullseye damage and especially against like other ships with a lot of high health, like Decimators or uh, VCXs, where I can just, like, it's easy to line up a bullseye. And then if I just don't get the, like, if I don't kill them on the first pass, I just 4K and I can easily find them with a bullseye again with a booster barrel roll. Um, the right, pattern yeah. analyzer there keeps them on target and it keeps their offense high while also continuing to jam. Meanwhile, the advanced optics concussion missile, Kylo wouldn't actually be jamming most of the turn because he'd try to be sit out at range three to push his advantage of, oh, I have a double-modded concussion missile. I'm just going to sit back at range three where I get the bonus defense die and I can deny your bonus defense die. And or he doesn't I, even need, he doesn't need that bullseye, the concussion one. Like he's not even, correct. he's less concerned about that. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, he's going to double mod a three die shot wherever on the board. And he's not really pushing mm-hmm. the jam. Uh, meanwhile, this uh, particular build is pushing the jam every single turn. Right. Interesting. Now, I notice you have um, how much does it, how much does this make a difference? Because you have all four ships that potentially jam. Correct. So that, yeah, so that's like that sounds fucking beautiful from my end. Did, Chris, did, that's did, why he calls it the fun police. They take away uh, all yeah. your fun. Yeah. You think you get yo? You're Han Solo with. Perceptive Copilot Biston, two focus token, not anymore. Yeah. Right? But, so so did it make that much <clears throat> did it make that much of a huge difference uh, when they were trying to attack you, or was it more when you were trying to attack you saw the big difference? I'm just oh, curious. Number one, um, did it make a big difference and where was that difference on? Offense, defense, yeah. or it, it doesn't matter. Um, so like, I, like I, I've been sort of racking my brain and then I do want to go through my videos, um, that I recorded to sort of take, like have a better analysis. I don't know whether the two whispers or the two barons performed better this weekend. Um, I mm. don't know which two were more important, um, because the idea of the list, right. Is as time goes on, I'm like, my aces are going to have better opportunities to do damage to you. And I'm going to be able to arc dodge and I'm going to be able to chip away. So the longer the game continues, the better chance I have to win. Because I have three I-5s and an I-6. I'm going to be able to control the end game a lot better than my opponent. I'm going to be able to catch low initiative ships out on guard. Um, mm-hmm. On the turnaround maneuvers, Kylo and Wrath are way better than almost anything else that like my opponent's going to have. Like Maybe a Ray is going to sloop better than Kylo or Wrath. But no one else is going to be able to do red maneuvers and turn around and come back on my ships faster than I will than I will be able to on them. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, may, maybe, maybe like a customized Vader X one, but nobody's flying customized no, Vader X one because he's a point so more. Like, and, and standard loadout like starter pack Vader and Boy Vader are both really good. Yeah. So like, they just nobody wants to spend that point. Yeah, correct. So like, if we are going through more jousts. I'm able to turn around faster and get better shots on you while you're still turning around. 
So, like, mm -hmm. essentially, I want to prolong the game as long as possible while also getting to 20. Um, I only had, I think, one game of all of mine not make it to 20. Okay. Um, so, like, I theoretically win the longer the game goes on, but it doesn't, like, ever go to time. Um, and the only game that we... That didn't... Sorry, the only game that I had that did go to time was my top four game where it ended at 73 minutes and Tyler and I were both trying to play another round. Um, huh. You're like, you're like, hey, your dial's fast. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, and like, I've, I've got a lot of stories going through that as well. Um, we'll, we'll get there. But essentially, um, I, I think you're talking about whether the jam is more helpful for my offense or my defense. Um, to like finally come back and answer your question. Uh, it, it is for the defense. Right, because I'm rolling three greens. Um, I'll have focus. I'll have force. Hollow can potentially pass evades around. So I'm just trying to decrease the amount of damage that I'm taking per turn, and I will eventually chip away because I have passive mods and I have better tokens where I will just naturally do more damage and I will, will prioritize preventing damage. Because um, like, especially like that's why I have two mag pulses. Like or like. The week of, sorry, I changed to hollow uh, the Sunday before the heat. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. Talk about really? last minute. That's yeah, ballsy. Um, because I had, I had matches in. Uh, I got one on table match with uh, on table rep with my sister uh, while we were traveling up, and I lost. So that oh, was great. God. Um, it's very confident, confidence you, inspiring. <laughs> you, you love losing to her too, I know. Oh my gosh, yeah, and it was really close too. It was like nineteen to eighteen, um, but like, and I, I originally had Blackout in there, and Blackout was just like with Predator and Primed. I just had him like dive in and just do a whole bunch of damage, and then like turn around and come back in. Uh, but the issue was I was just taking too much damage. Um, like the Whispers were just taking way too much damage for the trade. So I went for a second mag pulse, and I originally also had Daredevil instead of Marksmanship and mag pulse. So I went to mag pulse Vonreg, mag pulse Hollow, and suddenly I was taking no damage on most of my engages. Right. Um, yeah, I just, I'm I just the more I look at the list, the more, the more I, the fun place name makes more sense because. There's just so many because I'm trying to think. I'm like, yeah, but what about? And then I like, like, what about Luke with his Protorps? Well, you got Magpulse, right? What about Padme with her passive sensors, right? Mm -hmm. Got two Magpulse warheads as an option, right? Like, yeah. it's really um, hard. It's like it's really hard to get to get a torpedo off on these guys when they can jam you with their regular action and link it into anything, and when they can. <coughs> um, and when they can mag pulse you during engagement and get rid of stuff there too. Like it's just, it's just tough. Yeah. Um, and especially cause like, even if I'm not able to get the mag pulse off hollow provides a new level of like, um, being able to support the team. I can just sling an evade over to like who, like whichever ship gets locked. Um, mm -hmm. like in my, uh, in, in my, uh, really my quote-unquote first game on Sunday, but my, my, the last round of Swiss, um, uh, where I was playing against uh, Andrew Schmidt, he had all four of his ships dive in on Kylo in the center of the board, and I just had Hollow like, mm -hmm. turn away and just send an evade up to Kylo, and Kylo took no damage for the round. Damn. 
All right. Um, and it's things like that where it's like, if I feel like Hollow needs to like run away in region, Hollow can then just sling an evade or like a helpful token to whoever needs help. Um, right. And that was like a huge, huge buff. Um, right. In, in Swiss, I played two Empire lists and I, I was really, really hoping to run into Empire lists because I have a near auto win against them. <laughs> um, I ran into a Vader Suntir, two Barrage Bombers, and Lurir. And then I ran into a Rampage, four TIE Bomber, and Lurir. Rampage? Oh my god. Uh, that must have um, been fun. And between the six bombers in those two lists, they combined fired one munition. Wow. Yeah, because again, there's just so much jam that's happening either Correct. during activation or at at I five, which is just nuts. And you know, you know, you wanted to beat those empire because you did say a while ago <laughs> it was going to be no cut in the empire. What happened there, buddy? Yeah. Um, so unfortunately, I didn't match in the Knicks very at all. <laughs> <I know>. uh, <laughs> I, 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 you, you were, were going to try and keep him out. He, he would have totally crushed him, and I'm if, sure you're a good guy, Nick, but. <laughs> No, we like Nick. I, Nick he was on a mission. No, no, Nick Nick's a great guy. It's just unfortunate <laughs> that uh on on that first round, uh he he did get paired down into a four and one. Mm-hmm. Um, but I ended up getting the buy out of all the four and ones. So I would have absolutely loved to have played Nick. He's such a great player. That would have been a fun match. Uh oh, we would have had so much fun. Um But like that's also one of the things where it's like the Magpulse um, on Hollow gives me a lot of right. leverage in those matchups because, especially against I-5s, and this is sort of where I was trying to figure out how to beat Luke, um, because mm-hmm. if I got a road roll wrong with my Whispers, right, if I went first and I wasn't able to jam Luke twice where I can jam his lock off his rock and then jam his next lock, Luke gets the double-modded Torp anyway. So then with Hollow with right. Magpulse, I have them both roll up. If I go first, Kylo rolls up and jams, Hollow then locks, and then Luke is like free to lock whoever. But then Hollow gets to fire the mag pulse before Luke does. So I can so I can crit jam deplete and get rid of his lock and deplete him. So even if he instincts uh does instinctive on the protons, it's three dice. Mm-hmm. Or if I go second, Luke rolls up and locks and then I just have Kylo roll up and jam Luke. Um, well, so there's either, also, um, either way, I can deny Luke's lock, and that goes for any I-5 that requires a token to shoot, whether it be um, it, like Tomax Bren or an X-1, um, where it's like, if I'm moving first, I will simply have Hollow uh, shoot a Magpulse at them to remove their token before they shoot, or if I'm going second, I will simply have my Whispers roll up and jam them to prevent the token from happening. Now, you, so you really got to get in the mix. Like oh, yeah. I mean, because to to do that jam, so you you're 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 bringing in those two whispers like for range two, probably on the initial attack, and then uh, oh, no, no, Bonnie's no. I, no? It, oh no! If if my whispers don't have range one, if both of my whispers don't have range one attacks in the first engagement, I've done something wrong. Mm, okay. Oof. Well, you like to fly by the seat of your pants, man. That's 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 pretty crazy. Five five don't straight. We boost. all five straight boost. Yeah. First turn. I, I did that several games. Just five straight boosts. Let's get to the back. Now, um, I, I was going to say too with um, 
just like the other the other scenario I'm envisioning, and I'm wondering if it came up, if someone tries to lock Hollow, he, I mean, there's a chance, like there's he he can pass that lock off to somebody else in range, and there's a combination of range bubble around hollow and then firing arc versus like munitions range where you can kind of turn a protarp off. Correct. Uh, right. I did, so if I, yeah. I did that twice. You did that. That came out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I had a Vader lock hollow and then hollow just sent the lock to someone outside his firing arc. Right. And then I, and then forget it, you know, and then I had a Luke lock him to fire a torpedo and I just had, and then I had hollow send that lock to someone outside his firing arc. Yeah. So it's like, oops, you you tried. Maybe next time. So I do want to talk a little bit. Oh, we lost Chris. Hopefully he'll be back. Uh, I do want to talk a little bit about um, your actual matchups. And I'm curious if you want to – let's start. Let's just talk top four because I also want to talk about the lists in the top four. Your first uh, – your top four game was against the winner. So this would be a good opportunity, one, to talk about the game because I know you're interested in talking about the game. And two, um, it'll be a good opportunity to talk about Tyler's list, which is the winning list. So the list in question. Uh, oh, Chris, do we have you back? Yeah. Sorry about that. Yeah. No, you should be good. Um, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. you no hear problem. Okay. Welcome back. We're going to we're diving into Crispy's top four game against Tyler Tippett, who did overall win the event. So we're going to talk about Tyler's list. I'm going to read it out now. We're going to talk about. Uh, his game, which Crispy was telling me in the pre-show, is uh, one for the books, one for the ages. So Tyler Tippett was playing the Galactic Republic. Now, I believe this is the same list that Paul Heaver won LSO with, correct? Correct. This list has now correct. won both of the world qualifiers. <laughs> all 100% of the world qualifiers? Yeah. Uh, so it's all three. And, and, who, and who, who? Who's yeah, Paul Heaver? He's... Um, uh, teacher from well, no, I was gonna <laughs> say who's in this, who's in, the, who's in this list that we spoke of earlier. Oh yeah, so Anakin Skywalker in the Edit Two Actus from the Siege of Coruscant pack. You heard of him? Then we have Oddball, Wolf, and Jag, all Siege of Coruscant arcs. And then there's this other pilot here, Padme. I don't know, some, Padme, some nobody that nobody has ever flown or thinks is good. <laughs> um, in the end, when the Naboo N1 Starfighter from um, Episode One, uh, the Phantom Menace. Come on, Crispy, Crispy. Remember, you poo pooed on Padme. We got poo pooed. Chris, Padme. Chris, Chris Daniel, Chris, Chris Daniel's been promoting the Padme train <laughs> for 16 years. He's like Padme is the best ever, and everyone's like, Chris, shut up. And then you know. Someone rolls up with some Padme, wins a couple events, whatever, and now we have to hear about it for the rest of our lives. Well, I mean, yeah, what, so you what, also rounding out was good. I, I mean, when you have the most loadout in the game for a four point ship, then like, yeah, yeah. I'll be good too. That's pretty crazy. <laughs> Passive sensors, protorps, and marksmanship on Padme, and coupled with the Padme ability, which is strong, like that's a pretty potent, uh, pretty potent ability, pretty potent uh, loadout too. So yeah, so. Uh, Tell us about the game, Crispy. Everybody buckle up, because I, I want to hear why it's so good. I haven't seen it or heard anything about it. Yeah. Um, so, to start off, it was Chance Engagement. Um, I had sort of changed up my list to combat this, because I knew it was coming. I knew I was going to face it. Uh, this was the first Republic list I had played all weekend. Um, mm -hmm. Despite a, a solid, solid... Uh, uh, population of the total player base being republic this is the first time that i was playing against it 
Um, and it was really, really good game. Oh, wow. Um, and so it's Chance. He sets his arcs up along the side. And Padme's over there on that same side. And I sort of set, you know, Wrath and um, Kylo in the middle. And Hollow <laughs> also in the middle. And Von Reg over across from Padme. And then Anakin. And is that scenario kind of the worst for you? For this scenario, for this situation with that against that um, list, I'm no, wondering. No, this is actually a pretty good. No. Uh, so, so funny enough, um, chance with my list is actually extremely good because I'm all five point chips, which means that, that if you mm-hmm. half my entire list, you get eight points, and if I half your entire list, you get uh, sorry, I get ten points. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. Uh, so chance is really good for me. Um, nice. Um. Sorry, I, yeah, I cut okay. you off. You were going over the positions of your list. You yeah. were like, this person's right. So I know, uh, I know GSP recorded it. I'm not sure how they're going to sort of like show that. Um, I think Dion said he was going to do like commentary and then sort of release it. Uh, I streamed it myself over at Viper Squadron. I had like a table cam uh, that I set up uh, using my phone and a tripod. And so you can That's see Twitch, on the table Twitch.tv slash Viper Squadron. Is that right? Correct. Okay. Sorry. I was watching some of that. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't like pay for Twitch. Like the VODs are going to be going down like any day now, but I did save them and I'll be putting them up on the Viper Squadron YouTube here shortly. Cool. Um, All right. Well, we'll keep an eye out for it. Yeah. And so it was a really, really good um, and just sort of to go over um one big thing is that uh about a third into the game uh i was approached by chris allen okay and said hey uh i just want you to know that you the other three players in the top three um so that would be tyler zach and nick uh they've sort of come together and realized that none of them will need the uh flight and hotel for worlds because they're all relatively local to chicago i think zach's from indiana and the other two are also like oh wow area so like no matter Mm -hmm. uh so chris said like no matter what the outcome of today is you have you You have the the flight flight hotel well that one that's that's why you freaking love uh, yeah it's very sweet of them i'm I'm this is why people come back and play i'm so so grateful and like from from then on out it was just like i'm here to have a casual game yeah, like it was, well, this right? is why like we the no pressure. This is, yeah, this, but this is what everybody like when people are like, oh, you know, um, you know, oh, I sh- I sh- you know, it's not like what it used to be, guys. The X Wing community is beyond phenomenal, and this is just one huge reason why people keep playing, just because the camaraderie and how you get along. But I mean, that was huge. Like, hats off to them, yeah. and and that's very yeah, nice. It man. was awesome. So it pressure was, is like, off at that point. Yeah, right? no, like, like I felt so much. Like so much of my burden lifted from me in that instant, where it's just like Tom and I are just gonna like chill and like whoever wins wins and goes plays the other guy. Like that was it. That's um, right, yeah. dude. Now you're just playing a couple little X wing, right? Exactly. Like I, I just like I, I know it was like such a huge goal for me, but like I definitely wanted um, mm-hmm. the flight and hotel because that like coming from Florida, yeah. that is a pain in the ass. To well, get to and, Chicago, and, I mean, here's the thing: like, you're you're a young guy, right? You're in college, right? Uh, you you don't even have the time to work the type of full time job to like 
even if even if like you had the career where it was like you know like i have a full-time career it's not always easy for me to be like ah yeah flight and hotel for a convention no problem right it's not no problem yeah. and i mean like, like, like it's even I, harder when you're in school yeah like i like i've been doing my internship over the summer but like that's not gonna cover all that right right right, right. Or, yeah that's or, what I'm saying, or right. it's like if it does it's it's eating away a significant amount of what i've got like um that was like that was the big thing and like um from there we were just having fun uh i ended up nice. so like I'll get, I'll get to the first dial mishap that i had um oh okay <laughs> so essentially what it was is that i have custom dial covers for each of my ships right and they're not like specifically okay. dedicated to each ship but like um i have a tauntaun squadron dial cover that I use specifically for Wrath. And then I have a hexiled wooden dial cover that I use for Kylo. I've been using those all day. Those are what I use, right? Yep. You know, they, they don't mm-hmm. say Kylo and they don't say Wrath, but like, I know when I pick up that but dial, you know. that's Kylo and that's Wrath. Correct. And yep. that's what I've been using all weekend and all day. Mm-hmm. And eventually it got down to a turn where I dialed the Tauntaun Squadron dial, which is Wrath's, and I set it on top of Kylo's card. And I dialed I where this is um, going. the Kylo dial, the wooden hexile one, and I set it on top of Wrath's card. And I go to move my ships. I look down. I'm like, oh, I need to decide which, um, um, which whisper to use, right? Right, right, because they're both mm-hmm. I five, right? Correct. And so, like, I look yeah. down. I realize that they're both in the wrong spot. And I'm like, all oh, right, shit. I got a color judge. And so I look at the top and I'm like, yeah. I'm sorry about this, but I, I like definitely need to talk to someone about this. And we call mm-hmm. him Chris. And I'm like, hey man, I've been using these dials all day. I know where I know who they go to. Uh, I just set them on the wrong card. Can you like like how do you want to resolve this? Because the way that this was, right, is that yeah. Wrath was stressed and Kylo was not. Kylo was in a position to three sloop and come back in on the arcs. Well, I needed Wrath to two bank and remove his stress. But if the dials, so like what I had is a three sloop on Kylo and a two bank on Wrath. Mm-hmm. If you swap those dials, Kylo two banks onto the rock and Wrath reveals a red maneuver while stressed and two straights into the arcs. Yikes. Oh my God. Um, obviously, and obviously wrong too. Like at this point yes. in your day, Right, that is like obviously not what you're trying to do. Correct. Um, and so they sort of discussed it, and they like uh, like Chris called over the judges, and he's come back, and he's like, it's like they're like you could not have like swapped these dials in exchange of like information because what he did is he like banked his arc in, and he like he banked Jagan, and then he banked Wolf away. Where it's like swapping these dials would have gained you no information, and it is fairly obvious which maneuver you are intending to do for each ship, and the fact that like you're like you have custom dials that you have saved per ship, it is obvious which ship is attempting to do which maneuver and that there is no malice or deception here to try to maneuver, mm-hmm. like to try to change my maneuver. So I was allowed to do the maneuvers that I wanted to. Okay. Um, but you said and, first dial mishap. Correct. Uh, <laughs> and let's get, let's, so let's get, um, so, so by the way, this is a very, very close game overall. Uh, my first engage mm-hmm. sucked. Um, I had two shots into Padme that result. So I, I got Wrath and Kylo to both line up bullseyes on Padme. Uh, and they both rolled with Predator zero hits. Good. Love to see it. Uh, we love that. 
Um, yeah, everybody, everybody's <laughs> here for it. Yeah, uh, Hollow took half, and Kylo took half on the first engage because of that. Um, oh man, so great, I, I immediately went down five to one, uh, and then the next turn, Kylo one shots Padme from behind. Okay. Oh, All right. nice! So, You're coming but, back. So suddenly it's like, got him. Okay, like those two whiffs mixed with this shot. Like on average, mm-hmm. I kill Padme in three shots. It's three shots, and Padme is dead. I can't complain. Mm-hmm. Uh, and suddenly the score is back to six six. Um, we trade back and forth. I lose Kylo. I kill. Yeah, six, I six. kill an arc. I get half on some some of these other arcs, and the score is um, fifteen to fourteen for me going into the last turn. Nice, Lord. Now hang on. Uh, we're going to leave it on suspense for one second because we're going to uh, take a quick break because Chris Daniel has got to go. Gotta okay. go, guys. But love so, you all. Let's Chris, stay tuned for the rest. Fi- Catch you later. What is it? Fifteen, fifteen. Fifteen, fourteen. I'm up. Fifteen, fourteen. Up by one point heading the last round. We will be right back after this uh, not real commercial break. Be right back. And we are back, Crispy, where we last left off, 15 to 14. You're winning. You're feeling good. You're already getting the flight to world. You're having a casual game, but you're in it. After I some am. Dial chicanery after some Padme murdering. Mm-hmm. What happens next? So, 15, 14. Yes. Just, just uh, a, a little bit of um, context for this as well. On the previous turn, Oddball had 4K'd and then had tried to get back into the fight with a three straight and ended up landing on a debris cloud, leaving Oddball. So double stressed. Double stressed, Uh, right? No, no. So 4K'd two turns ago and then three straighted to clear it. Is three straight blue on the arcs or did Uh, he R4P? R4P. R4P. Okay. Okay. But Uh, still end up stressed and can't shoot now. Correct. Um, and then Von Reg, Hollow, and Wrath ended up pouncing on Oddball and bringing Oddball down to one and ionizing him with Wrath's Ion Cannon. Incredible. Okay. So now it is 15-14. All I have to do is kill Oddball and not lose Von Reg. Because Von Reg, or, or sorry, kill Oddball. So it's kill Oddball or not lose half on anyone else. Um, okay. And Von Reg is above half or Half or at half? Hollow. Uh, so Von Reg just got halved. He's at two hull. Okay. Um, Hollow had already been halved, but regened both shields. So now in order to lose points on Hollow, I needed four, to lose Hollow four from points fall. of damage. Correct. Got Wrath it. was one hull away from being halved. Got it. So not, not obviously not safe, but like. Not safe. Safe-ish. But, yeah. Safer. And with Oddball on one, if I kill Oddball, mm-hmm. um, that almost secures the game because then I would need to lose Hollow from full, Wrath from full, or Von Reg for, or or like deal two damage on Von Reg. Right. Um, I had chased off his Anakin. I had unfortunately done two damage to Anakin, but one at a time, and he was able to regen both of those back. 
So yes, I did not get half points on the game. Um, and I had just gotten the shields off Jag. So I was a couple away from half on Jag. And so okay. eventually what happens is it's coming down to the last turn. I'm just dead, right, at this point because I'm just... It, it it's it's well it's you also, you, it is the fourth you played day Saturday right I played Friday you played Friday so you did you did five rounds on Friday this is now right. three rounds so it's eight eight rounds of X wing in a con and it's not like you did nothing Saturday right <laughs> like you right. still did Gen Con and if folks if you've never been to Gen Con it's enormous there is is just so it's just so much to even be there it is like so loud. It is con- there is a constant like din of noise at Gen Con at all times. Mm-hmm. So it's just really, I find it to be tiring just to be there, like just to walk around even and like look at the booths, like for like sales stuff. It's just difficult, right? It's loud. Anyway, so you're tired, obviously, and yeah. likely coming down with your current concred situation. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Um, and so I decided Wrath. Like, Wrath is going to be the killing blow on Oddball, right? Okay. Otherwise, I need Hollow to protect Von Reg. Von Reg is going to bail because Anakin right. and Jag are chasing Von Reg. I need Von Reg to live. That is my win condition. So, Hollow is going to turn away from Oddball, and I'm going to mag pulse Jag to prevent Jag from doing meaningful damage in, into Von Reg. Got it. Okay. So, that's that's the goal. Because that's gonna that's gonna deplete him, jam him, all the good all the good magical stuff. Yeah, it's, it's, and maybe and maybe push a decent crit through on him. Yes, and so mm-hmm. um, wrath needed to be the kill shot on Oddball. Then, so I was deciding what maneuver for wrath to do. Originally, I had the three sloop in a three sloop to the right, and that would get behind Oddball. Uh, if I went first, I would just focus and jam Oddball, and then Oddball would one straight or one bank off the raw, uh, off the debris. Mm-hmm. not have a focus and i would just roll three dice with a focus in oddball if i get one damage i get the kill the game is over mm-hmm. um or if oddball moves first rolls away i do the three sloop i can then just um like focus and then sit there and i thought to myself wait a second what if you know what if uh i could double jam jack right because jack is probably going to end up at range one of von reg unless i do something like crazy about it so what if mm-hmm. I one hard wrath, potentially blocking oddball back onto the debris, but also okay. then getting bullseye onto Jack? But then it hit me, right? If oddball moves first in one banks, and then I one hard in the oddball, I don't get the jam. I then set myself up for getting shot by Jag and by oddball. Mm-hmm. And I don't have a great shot to go kill oddball because I'm simply relying on the rain zero. Did you psych yourself out with this? So, no, no, no. Here's what okay. I did. I had the three sloop. I picked up the dial, dialed the one hard, went, no, the three sloop is going to help me out in more instances than not. And I set the th- three sloop down to the left. Okay. And I, and I slooped onto the debris that had caught oddball. This, oh my God. That's, this is dial, dial gate two. Correct. So I picked up the, I dialed the three sloop to the right because that was my group best plan. Picked it up, did the one hard, changed my mind, three, put the three sloop down the opposite direction. And the moment I flipped it over, I realized what I had done. I slooped onto the debris. And what happened was the round went on. 
and actually, uh, during that engage, the timer went off. Um, and it was after Oddball, sorry, it was after Hollow had shot the Magpulse. Mm-hmm. So I had shot the Magpulse into Jag to do one crit, which yep. brought him one away from half. And, and at this was, point, you're still up one point, right? Correct. And the time, yeah. I think, was called either directly after that or, like, at the next shot. So, okay. like, if I knew, and, like, I'll, I'll just finish out the round before we go into all the what-ifs. Sure. Um, Wolf, so uh, Oddball shoots, Jag shoots, Annie shoots. No damage happens. The game is over. I'm up 16 to 15. And Tyler goes, wait a second. Did Oddball have Vet Tail out the back to Wrath? Oh. And we check. He does have a range one shot out the back into Wrath. Mind you, Wrath is one from half. Mm-hmm. He looks up at me and goes, can I take that shot? I go. And you, good guy Crispy? I say, sure. Let's go. <laughs> Let's do it, right? He he rolls two hits. I roll one evade. He gets the damage. And, and that's it. flips the game. Only by one point. It's a two-point flip, point. but so he wins by one. He wins by one. Wow. Unbelievable. That's, this is why you should never be nice to anybody ever. <laughs> so Lesson we, for a, no, no. We started shooting in that round at like 71.30. Yeah. And time went, or like at, like at 72, basically. Yeah. And like the, like the game finished at 73. And we were both thinking that we needed another round to win the game, mm-hmm. which is why I magpulsed, right? Right. Yeah, yeah. Because Jack was two from half, and I had a sh- I had a double modded range one shot. Yeah. If you if you if you had, I mean, this is what the variable timer does to us, right? Like, if you had yeah. known, if you're like, ah, it's seventy five minutes, we will have one more round, no problem, right? Then you do the mag pulse because then it, it kind of tanks his shot back and you know, and all those other reasons yeah. that you think about. And then versus trying to just push the two right then. Yeah. And I had a good plan where it's like, Oh, if I, like, even if I don't kill oddball here for some reason, um, this one heart away for, uh, for hollow sets up mm-hmm. the five K, which then he can then proud focus. Uh, sorry. Uh, yeah. Proud tradition for a focus. And then throw another three to four dice into an arc that is one away from giving me points, and I'm perfectly mm-hmm. fine with that. Meanwhile, I have gotten Von Reich to a safe distance, and he can also flip around and throw three dice because now he is at most taking one range three shot. Right, right, right. So my plan was I'm going to stall for this one more turn, and the BAs are going to flip around and kill both arcs. Mm-hmm. Um, or at least, sorry, not kill both arcs, but like get the points on the arcs that I need. Meanwhile, Wrath just sort of sits around and does what he needs to. Well, just just like um, not even kill. You're right. You're right. Half like just like get like, to I the half need, point mark. I just need to half uh, Jack, right? Yeah. Um, and he was also hoping that like his arcs got back in the fight fast enough, and his Annie got back in the fight fast enough. So we were both at the same time pushing for more rounds. And if we had known that we would not have gotten another round, we like we would have had done way different maneuvers because his Anakin him was included, also, right? Yeah, no, his like, Anakin. Like Tyler he, as well. He set up. Stuff, yeah, yeah, he, he set up his Anakin to like uh, take another turn out of the fight, so that way he could like come screaming in on a really good angle. But mm-hmm. I don't think he. Could, but like, if he wanted his best shot, I think he ended up he would need to run into Jag to do it, um, to get closer. Otherwise, he had like a one die shot because he was depleted from repairing from R two. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So, like, if he needed to do more damage, he's, like, throwing Anakin into the center because I'm not shooting at Anakin, and Anakin t- can take the bump and not be halved. But if there's another round, Anakin can't do afford to do that because if my BAs flip around, Anakin's not going to be in a great situation. Right. So, like, we both wanted an extra turn. I ended up doing a missile, and that ended up being the game. Damn. Yep. Sounds like a hell of a game. I'm excited to to try. I'll try and watch the Twitch recap, or you can just ping me when it's on YouTube because I would love, I would love to see your recording of it, or I would love to see when Gold Squadron does their recording of it. I would really love to watch this. This sounds like a fun matchup. Yeah. Uh, I am, I am interested. Um, I am particularly interested in seeing you play this list because <clears throat> it is so, it is so different than the other FO stuff that I have run into locally. Like I played against. Um, uh, Tom, Tom from New Jersey, Tom Traz, who uh, has not been on the podcast, but is a good dude, and uh, we've, you know he's a great player. I have played against him, and he uh, first of all he cleaned my clock. Second of all, <laughs> he was flying FO, but a much more like classic FO. Right? He had Scorching DT. He had you know Midnight with Swarm Tactics to swarm up Scorch, who swarms up DT, and he had. Um, Von Reg in there, right? So he was doing a bunch of shots at I6, I5, right? And it was yeah. just such a, it was a great list and he played it really well, right? Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, after we talked about it and he was like, yeah, he's like, you know, you, I was doing five ship resistance and he was like, and I, at one point I ran because I was like, I can't, uh, I can't, you know, I'm going to lose too many things if I try to joust these guys right now. And he was like, oh, you shouldn't have run. And he's like, you gotta, you gotta be more aggressive, right? And he's like, you, you would have, he's like, I think you would have killed more ships if you had, you know, not run. And I was like, yeah, you know, I think so too, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was great. But that was like, it, that, to me, that is the more archetypical first order list. So I'm really curious to see how this type of first order list plays. And I, I great run. First of all, bravo, excellent run on Gen Con, getting top four. You're going to Worlds. I'll see you there. I'll be at Adepticon, probably not playing in Worlds, but I'll be there rooting you on. <laughs> um, I'm still I'm still gunning for my my Worlds invite plan, which is show up to a uh, store champ where everyone else is already qualified, come dead last and get that invite passed down. Um, yeah, there you go. It's a viable strategy. Could happen. Could happen. Could happen to me. Let's quickly talk about some of these other lists in uh, in the top cut. We talked about Tyler's. Let's talk about the other side of the uh, the other side of the arena that was happening. So, like Nick Sperry, who uh, from uh, from Chicago area uh, does three one two squadron. He did an online league during COVID. Nick's a great dude. Um, he was flying the Galactic Empire. He had um, not your boy Vader. He had starter, starter pack Vader standardized. Pay to win. Pay to win. win. Starter pack Vader. Uh, This Vader's got the classic ability, the classic Vader ability. Um, Then he had Marek Steel in the tie uh, X1 with FCS shield upgrade. He had your boy Backstabber and your boy Mauler Mythel. And then lastly, he had Tomax Bren in the bomber with Barrage Rocket, Saturation Salvo, Bomblet Generator. That is four I-5 ships and an I-6 ship. And that I-6 ship is Darth fucking Vader. Seems good. This seems pretty good. What do you think of it? Um, Yeah, I mean, I was sort of talking in the pre-show. Uh, mm-hmm. it, 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 it's five three-die guns by I-5. That Which is, is good. That is, that is how you kill things. That is that, how you that's, that is how you remove arcs from the table before they shoot. I've heard this. That I've is, heard this before. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's definitely 
I mean, especially like generally you would see instead of the boys here, you'd see two bombers, right? You'd see uh, yeah, Ryan uh, and Jonas. Jonas, yeah. And that, that does increase the effectiveness of the bombers with the rerolls. But I like this better. <laughs> um, I'm honestly, I, 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 I'm not sure which one's better because the boys have their strengths and they have their weaknesses. Yeah. Um, a, a jammed uh, tie fighter does not last long, and it's a jammed tie fighter is a sad tie fighter. Correct. Um, also, you can just take like a random crit on the first engager at or we're at range three, mm-hmm. um, and suddenly you are just dead in the water, and you cannot do anything. You know, all the bombers can afford to like take a blank out, um, but they are very easy to catch. Um, but they do have the they do have the bombs though, which you know makes them difficult. Makes chasing them tougher, yeah. Correct. It's, it, it's very difficult to turn around on them. And bomb bomblet generator. I mean, it's cheap for a reason because it's not the most potent bomb. There's no auto damage from it. But you know what? Uh, bomb's a bomb, right? It's still pretty good. Bomb is bomb. Correct. Bomb is bomb. Yeah, you're still rolling a red. It's still fifty fifty shot to do a uh, damage. Yeah. You know. Uh oh no two attack no, dice yeah no you're ex- you're expecting you could, one damage yeah so you I mean and you could do two damage right but you're really expecting one right yeah um pretty good right uh you got how many charges on the two charges um I guess you could technically recover it you don't have shields on these things yeah so you're not recovering yeah. ever you you generally uh, don't have time to recover you will be, you will be long dead by the time that you've dropped both. Right, exactly. Yeah, but still. So I will tell. I was telling you in the pre-show that like I own a bunch of vampire stuff. Basically, I own everything I would need to fly this list, right? Mm-hmm. And I've never flown Empire, right? Uh, I don't own the Vader card, uh, so I would probably just do Boy Vader, who's also pretty good, right? Like, <laughs> just because Starter Pack Vader is uh, having his moment and is arguably a higher skill ceiling, like it's better. Boy yeah. Vader is not bad suddenly mm. <laughs> he's just <Yeah>. like <laughs> so like i i honestly might give this a go um casually at least maybe host or champ a hex store champ coming up maybe i'll fly it there probably not but maybe 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 um and let's talk we got one last top four list here and i don't know if you guys can hear it's my dog is sneezing in the background too we got crispy sneezing bless you we got uh, we got my my niece dog julep here she's sneezing bless you julep here we go Zach Bart, Rebel Alliance, and no Han Solo. Mm-hmm. Surprising. We have two Fang fighters. We have Fen Rao, Rebel Fang, with uh, Crackshot Predator and Beskar reinforced plating. Then we got Bodiker Venge with uh, Predator, Mando Optics, Beskar reinforced plating. We got Sabine TIE Fighter with Lone Wolf, which is surprising because a lot of people are doing Beskar instead of Lone Wolf. Uh, but we got Sabine TIE Fighter. Uh, and then we got your boy, Luke Skywalker. And then lastly, we have Hera A-Wing with Deadeye Shot and Magpulse Warheads, which I know you love those Magpulse Warheads. And we just reviewed for like 45 minutes why they're so good, <laughs> uh, which just seems pretty good. You got two, what, two I-6s, then you got an I-5, an I... Podic is I-4 or I-3? I-4. I I-4 and then I-3 with Sabine. And Sab- Sabine TIE Fighter is... What a two-pointer. Right. Oh, yeah. Solid two point because she's going to go get some objectives. Otherwise, she's just going to be impossible to kill and annoying. Right. Like she's going to show up contesting, like not even scoring an objective on assault. She's just going to show up and contest an objective on assault so that you can't have it. 
right? <laughs> like, oh, yeah. It's just like, ah, I've double capped. And it's like, no, you haven't. My stupid TIE fighter is here. I want a shooter. It's going to take four shots and you're going to get two points. And it's like, no, I don't want a shooter. <laughs> um, so this is a pretty solid list. He did, uh, you know, he, he was, was he the other top four? No, he was, no, uh, he, he came second, came final. Wow. Um, nice. Did you run into any similar lists? Any any uh, other rebel lists along the way with no Han rebel lists? Uh, no, I, I played two Han rebel lists. Uh, two Han lists. Uh, I, I went against both of the popular versions that we've been seeing. Uh, the Han, Luke, uh, two A-Wings and Sabine. And then I also played Han, Luke, um, Fen, and Keo. Okay. Yeah, sure. I, I I think I like I like Keo. I think she's very cool. I haven't flown Rebels in a minute. I keep thinking about it, but I'm bad at um, flying the Falcon. Like I'm truly garbage at it. Like I crash all the time. I just am not good at it. Basically, um, yeah. What do you think? Uh, what do you think about Rebels right now after seeing them in action? You feel all right with them? I I mean I think that they're still probably top three faction right now. Um, it's, Who was it's, your, it's uh, very hard. Good. Yes, we we gonna talk about uh, faction rankings now with a bit of information. <laughs> a little bit of information, maybe. I want to know who you lost to. Uh, you went four and one, right? Who was your one uh, loss? Yeah, to? I lost to Rob Zabo, uh, Rob playing Resistance Zabo. on Salvage. Let's let's look up it. Rob Zabo. There it is. Oh, another Falcon in here. Is this Poe? Chewy. It's Chewy. What? Chaos is this? <laughs> oh my god. Merle Cobbin with elusive Chasa Zaro with the wartime loadout, Ion Cannon Turret, Watchful Astromech, Jess Baba with R2D2. This is a chaos list. What this, this is do you know Rob in real life? I don't know. I don't think I've met I, Rob, but I've I've played Rob online. I've, that was on the internet, huh? Yes. And he he chaosed you. Um, he confused well, we, you into a loss. Uh, the unmodded ion cannon turret on Shasa uh, ionized Wrath and then also ionized Kylo on back-to-back engagements. Sorry, Incredible. The, sorry, the first and second engagement, uh, the unmodded ion cannon ionized Wrath and then the... Uh, the I, don't, I don't remember whether he had a focus or not or whether he picked up a crate that turn. Uh, but essentially, the, the three-die turret out the side ionized wrath and then ionized kylo for to start the first two engages which put me on a really bad streak yeah um which sucked um and then late in the game it was salvaged so like he's able to pick up crates much better than i have i can i had von reich holding a crate that entire game um just to keep me in it and i, I... Needed- I needed to mag pulse off a crate off the Y-Wing. Like, that Y-Wing, like, single-handedly won the game. Um, That's funny. I, I needed to mag pulse off um, the crate because if she drops the crate, I put it behind Shasa, and then Hollow just runs up, grabs it. And right, and then that's just a, a point, like, flip entirely, right? Correct. Uh, and yeah. at that point, I was down. I was down one point. So me getting that crate would have prevented that point. And then hollow picking that up would have been two points. So that would have been the flip that got me mm-hmm. the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the Magpul's missed. Uh, <laughs> I um, speaking speaking of 
unexpected <sighs> ships holding crates for a whole game. Uh, this weekend, I played against uh, shout out to Jack in New Jersey from the Red Seal Gaming community. Uh, he and I played a game when he had he had the winning list. He had Tyler's list, and uh, we were playing Salvage, and it was like turn two, and. His Anakin was kind of just like all the way on the other side of the board still. And he was like next to a crate. He's like, should I pick up a crate with Anakin? I'm like, I don't know. And he was like, this doesn't seem like a good idea, but I think I'm gonna. And he held on to that crate the whole game. He ended up in some really bad spots with Anakin where he's like, boy, I wish I could barrel roll. (laughs) And just like couldn't. Uh, but Anakin did not die. First of all, Anakin didn't die. I ended up putting like one damage throw on Anakin at all. And then he regened it. And I was like, oh my God. (laughs) But it was like, it was so funny because he, he was like, it was like turn like four or five. And he was like, man, I regret picking up this crate. He goes, but he has paid for himself so far. Right. (laughs) He's like, even if Anakin dies, he's like, I did like, I did get those points back, I guess. Right. It was just such a funny, funny situation. Cause it's like, that's, that's like, you know, like the common wisdom is like, don't pick up crates with, with Edda's, right? What are you, foolish? Like, don't do that. But he, he did it, and it, it worked out great, right? Uh, yeah, I did I, also want to do – go ahead. Yeah, I, I was just going to say, like, that was me. So in my salvage games, and, like, a mm-hmm. lot of people ask me, like, how like how do you win salvage with aces, right? Um, and so in that game, it's like uh, I had just Von Reg pick up one, and then for the rest of the game – he just like strain lock focused and just if he like if no one was gonna shoot at him, he just got a free delta modded shot. And then if anyone was going to shoot at him, he just like you know, strain lock focus and then mag pulse them so it wasn't a good attack back. <laughs> yeah, um, okay. And he never had time to go dive after um the guy that was just one banking every turn who could regen right. when you have mm-hmm. just two whispers circling around you for the entire game. Um and Fair. the other game, the other time that I played Salvage, um was against Doug Howe, and every time he picked up a crate, I just magpulsed it off. Uh, that's uh, what we call in the industry a rude behavior. <laughs> no, no, it's, it's just, no. hey, put that down. You put stop that, that down, please. Stop that right now. Um, I do want to do one other quick shout out to Jason, Jason M from Red Seal Gaming as well, from that Red Seal Gaming community. He was not at the store championship this weekend because he was at Gen Con. And uh, he made day two as well. He came, I believe, eighth overall. Um, he uh, so he was in your same heat. In fact, he was messaging us earlier. He goes, "Oh, geez." He's like, "Crispy's in my in the same heat as me." He's like, "I got no chance." And then he he submarined his way as well. He lost his first game, uh, and then ended up four and one for the day. So he got to go on to Sunday. Um, he did not end up. Uh, in the top cut, obviously he ended up, let me see eighth overall, which bravo shout outs, shout outs to you, Jason. Great job. He's been, he went one and one on Sunday. So he ended up with uh, 15 event points and did not make it into that top cut, but still shout outs to you. I know he's been, he's been a resistance man a long time and he's worked really hard on his, his, his Ray lists and playing Ray. So he flew Ray and Ello and Merle and then a couple Y wings. He had Shasa and Chorus uh, Capellum. Um, which course Capellum, fun name, but, uh, but yeah, so I just wanted to give a shout out, a shout out to him for his, uh, his practice and his hard work and, and doing well. And we missed him at the store championship. Crispy. Congratulations, man. You're going to worlds. It's exciting. You were going I, to worlds previously from a store champ, but now you're going to worlds. Uh, I didn't have a store champ before. Oh, I thought you had won the store champ already. Uh, no, 
Ooh, you're going to Worlds, baby. Let's I'm go. Worlds. All right. Look at me. That's that's hugely thrilling. I am very excited. And oh, did my headphones just turn off? No, nope, they did not. Uh, that's it's super duper exciting. I'm excited. I will see you there. Uh, and hopefully we will see the listeners there. We will chat with people on the floor of Adepticon 2024. Ugh, God, 2024. That's a real year. That's going to happen, isn't it? Um, yeah. Any last shout outs you want to make to your to your uh, crew, to your gang? Uh, I just want to shout out uh, Viper Squadron, like the people. Yeah, um, sure. That was it was a fun because this is like the first time that we had gotten like the entire crew out to like a big tournament and especially like Gen Con because um, mm-hmm. we're normally a Sarasota group. Um, but we have had people that have like moved away. Uh, and so like our like our Viper leader lives off in Colorado and he was able to make it and we got him to make it. And even though we had other members that weren't um, that like didn't play X-Wing um, or like didn't play X-Wing for the main event. They still managed to show up and like, like we got all, I think nine of us from like four different parts of the country to come together and, uh, you know, play games with each other at Gen Con. And we had six of us in the main event on Friday. Hell yeah. That's, that's what it's about, right? Like Chris was talking about community before, but like that is legitimately like that's community. And that's why, like, I love, um, like the best part for me about going to Adepticon last year and like playing in last chance qualifier and playing inside events was like shaking hands and meeting people who I hadn't met before. Right. Yeah. Like, like in person, like, and seeing you and being at like, have, like Sam, you know, Sam lives far away from me now. So it's always great to like, we get together and we see him. Right. And it's like getting together and seeing all the people are better. It's a better feeling for me than, than any uh, winning uh, could be. Although winning's pretty nice too. <laughs> winning, winning is Pretty good from what I've seen. Pretty good from what you've seen. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for joining me. I really hope you feel better soon. Uh, get over your concrete. I hope it's nothing serious. It's just a little cold. Uh, good luck with uh, with your semester. We'll be in touch and I'll see you, I'll see you in the springtime. I'm so excited. And um, yeah. for any listeners out there, just a quick reminder, PAX Unplugged tickets are on sale. They're on sale now. You can buy badges, book your hotel. Uh, I just bought my badges. The... Um, the event is happening. It is a world's qualifier. We'll have more information on the format and the shape of that as it shapes up. We'll be in touch with Andrew Leminski. We'll have him back on again, talk about packs. Uh, any upcoming events in your area, Crispy? You want to shout out any store champs coming up? Uh, we have a store champ coming up on August 26th in the Orlando area. Uh, I believe it might be sold out already, but yeah, our 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 upcoming store champ on August twentieth at Hex and Co is also there's currently a wait list for it, right? Ah, but, um, yeah, so, we, so that is coming up. So I hope to see some of you there if you're in this area. Uh, but otherwise, yeah, like we said earlier, if you want to send us an email, yet another X-wing pod at gmail.com. We would love to talk. And uh, and that's it. So crispy, thanks for joining me. I've been your host, Pete Lambro. Thanks to Chris Daniel for joining us earlier. And that's it. It's been yet another X-Wing. What is, what do we call yet another X-Wing podcast? (laughs) We'll see you next week. (laughs) (laughs) Bye-bye. Burr, 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 burr.